0: This episode of the Bear Talk Underground is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or in social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in Sports Drink. Spelled like Sports Drink but without the vowels, so... S P R T S D R N K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let out the funk. What's up guys back for the week five NFL preview episode. And, um, the Thursday night game is going on or actually it just wrapped up. Um, it, uh, God, what a terrible football game. That was just absolutely awful. Um, the the Colts come away with the win making me already 0 and 1 i finally i finally picked the home team who seems like a logical you know team to to win and then the road team wins after you know i was i got the bills right week 1 and then picked three straight road teams got them all wrong and finally go with the the home team when i think this is a, a much better pick and the Colts win uh actually it was it was um I saw a tweet from um Annie Agar. She's the one that makes those um those really funny like NFL conference call uh videos. She's really cute too. But um she said uh, this this game is like watching my friends at a bar. Everyone wants to score but no one knows how. And uh, I think that was pretty much a solid representation of what this game was because it was you had these two great quarterbacks both of which were most likely going to the Hall of Fame. I think that's pretty, you know, you can pretty much bank on that. Both of those guys, Wilson and Ryan, will probably be Hall of Famers uh, one day. And, um, you know, both with brand new teams, but both with with tools and and, and weapons to use on, on their side of the ball. And, yeah, just the most anemic offensive output for both of these guys, not just tonight, but in all of their games uh, so far. Um, I don't think anyone has scored more points than, like, between these two teams. I think the 23 that the Broncos scored in a losing effort to the Raiders is the highest total amongst either of those teams in their 10 combined games so far this year. I mean, 12 to 9. I mean, it, by, by rights, the Bears could have won their game against either one of these teams scoring 12 points like they did against the Giants. It's quite a mess. But um, anyway... We all know how that one went. We Let's go ahead and recap the other, uh, not recap, but break down the other 15 games on the schedule. We'll see if I can turn this week around because, um, you know, these Thursday nighters, I just can't seem to quite figure them out. I mean, God knows I hope I get next Thursday, get Thursday's game right with the Bears playing the uh, Commanders at home. I already like the Bears uh, in that game, but uh, we'll see how that all goes. But... um Let's go ahead and break down the uh, additional 15 on the schedule. But before we do real quick, uh I, I announced on the um Bears preview episode that um you know, it's 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 been a long time coming, but I finally have a I got a shirt. A Bears Talk Underground shirt and next week I'm going to start telling you guys how you can get your hands uh on one. We're we're teaming up with a sponsor to be able to crank the shirt out and um there you you have to follow some steps to get it done, but I just want to let you guys know uh, that it's coming. Um, you could have your very own Bears Talk Underground uh, shirt, and I'm going to start telling you guys next weekend, on how, or next week, on how you can get your hands uh, on one. So, anyway, without further ado, let's go ahead and break it down. This is the Week 5 NFL Preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground, so let's get to it. Hang up the telephone. I hear the dial. As it did last week, week five begins in London early in the morning, which, you know, I won't be getting up for it, but, you know, I'm sure I'll catch the the tail end of it or something like that, uh, you know, to see whether or not I can get this pick right, but uh, it's the Packers hosting the New York Giants, uh, both of which have beaten the Bears uh, so far uh, this year, Um. I'm not sure what the situation is with the Giants right now. Is Daniel Jones going to be healthy enough to uh play? Is Tyler is you know, is Tyrod Taylor off of concussion protocol cuz he got his bell rung against the Bears uh as well, but one thing we know for sure, the Giants are going to hand it off to Saquon Barkley and see what he can do with his uh feet cuz he's a rejuvenated player. I mean, he, he had an outstanding rookie year and then 2019 and beyond has been one injury after another in and out of the lineup, so on and so forth. And here he is fully healthy and fully kicking ass like he did, uh, as a rookie and, uh, in an all important contract year for him, uh, as well. So quite the time to finally step it up. But, uh, this one will also be a Tottenham hotspur, same as last week with the, um, Vikings and the saints. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta go with green Bay, uh, on this one. Um, not just because of of Aaron Rodgers but because they're the healthier team. Right now they can answer questions that the Giants can't and uh you know, let's face it, the uh the Packers are way better than the Bears right now. And and I think um you know, the Giants are are a surprise 3 and 1 team but um not a good 3 and 1 team. That that's part of what made losing on Sunday to the Giants so frustrating is that they they're not a good football team and, and, uh, you know, we couldn't get one over, uh, on them. So give me green Bay, uh, for the win on that one. Uh, Buffalo hosting Pittsburgh. Now we're into our noon games, uh, on the schedule, uh, Josh Allen and company coming off of a, uh, a win over the Ravens, uh, on Sunday. It was a come from behind thing, which the Ravens seem to be good at doing, letting their teams, uh, come from behind and steal victories. Uh, you know, the, the Ravens are, are good at, uh, you know, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, I guess, would be a better way of saying it uh, so far this year. Um, uh, but they're back at home. They're, they're hosting the Steelers. I think this is going to be start number one of the Kenny Pickett era uh, in Pittsburgh as, as uh, you know, um, Mike Tomlin already uh, pulled the plug on the Mitch Trubisky experiment in Pittsburgh at the half uh, last week against the uh, Jets. So we'll see if, if the rookie can provide any kind of spark uh, to the offense on a full game basis because despite him throwing three interceptions in the second half, he also ran in two touchdowns and gave the Steelers a chance uh, in that one. As a matter of fact, they had the lead until the Jets came back and, and, and took it at the end of the uh, the ball game there. But uh, considering how how well Buffalo has um has played uh, even in a losing effort to Miami Uh, you know you can blame that one on the elements and and them being a little bit shorthanded if you're looking for excuses uh, for for how it is they dropped their only game of the season Um, I don't think this one's going to be close to be honest with you I think Buffalo is going to steamroll the Steelers uh, this week give me Buffalo Chargers at Cleveland take on the Browns this is an interesting one uh, for me I mean the 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 Browns coming off that loss in in Atlanta uh, on Sunday. I heard Miles Garrett was practicing uh, this week, so I think they plan on having him back. Uh, the Chargers with the with the win over the Texans uh, on Sunday. Uh, the Chargers are kind of disappointing so far this year. The way that they've struggled that big twenty eight point loss at home against Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, Herbert is a couple of weeks removed now from that injury, getting healthier uh, all the time. But the Chargers are banged up. You know, Joey Bosa gone for at least, I think they said, maybe eight to ten weeks with that uh, groin injury. He had to have surgery uh, to repair it. So he's out at least two months, if not longer, put put him on IR, which leaves Khalil Mack on an island once again. I mean, that poor guy thinks he's walking into a situation Where he's gonna, you know, have a guy on the other side that can eat just as well as he can, and boom, he goes down uh, early in the season. So hopefully uh, Khalil can weather the storm uh, and perform well. Uh, The the Browns are a team that I just can't trust. They win when they're supposed to lose. They lose when they're supposed to win. It's just like, you know, I think that the Chargers are the better team, and I want to take them. But like I said, you you can't trust the you can't trust the Browns. It's so. I, I'm, I'm I'll take the Chargers here. I'm not really sure this is like flip a coin, uh, thing because the Chargers are busted up and, and injured and and not the team that I thought they were going to be. I thought they would be AFC contenders this year. Like seriously, with you know another the second year under Staley with you know Herbert coming back and all the acquisitions they made in the off season, but Bosa's down. JC Jackson is constantly hurt and. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. It it's it's a mess and um but I think they're the they're the lesser of the two evils here. I'll take the Chargers to beat the uh Browns uh at home. Bears at Vikings uh you guys listen to the episode, you know how I feel about this one. Uh reluctantly taking the Minnesota Vikings. I just feel like with the way that we played the first 4 weeks, I can't in good conscience take the Bears to beat Minnesota. I can't pick them to to beat this team that's probably got the best offense that we've seen so far this year Uh, with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen uh, and company in the passing game along with, um, was it KJ? um, I'm forgetting his last name now, but he's, he was the, you know, the hero of the Detroit game a couple of weeks ago. He made some nice catches uh, this past week against the uh, Saints Osborne. KJ Osborne is his name. And, um, you know, and then we're not even talking about Dalvin Cook and what he can do in the running game, which has been a struggle upon struggle for the Bears' uh, defense. We may not stop them all game with uh, you know how well what they can put together uh, on offense. You know, so I, I worry deeply, and it and we know from our offensive output, it won't take much to put the game out of reach uh, for the Bears. So unless we get it figured out on offense, we don't have a shot in this one. And the first four weeks of the season say we're not going to get it together on offense. I have a feeling that the game is coming where we will figure it out. We will be productive and consistent. I don't think this is the one, though. I really don't. So give me the Vikings over the Bears in Minnesota. Uh, New England hosting the Lions. This is an interesting matchup. um, Because the Lions can break the scoreboard scoring points. Number one in the NFL is things as far as scoring offense through the first four weeks of the uh, season. But they're also number 32 in scoring defense, allowing the most points this year. They've scored 140. They've allowed 141 um, going up against a, a team uh, in the Patriots. I think Bailey Zappi is starting again. I know that Mac Jones is, is still going to be out for another week or two with the with the high ankle sprain. Uh, and everything, so I'm not sure what's uh, what's going on there. You have the former Lions head coach uh, Matt Patricia calling plays offensively, even though he made his name as a defensive uh, coordinator uh, for the uh, for the Patriots. You know, this is another one that I'm not sure how to call. If this thing was in Detroit, would I take the Lions uh, and everything? I'm just going to go with the more reliable choice, and that would be. Bill Belichick and his coaching being able to overtake the Lions. And I watched the Lions score 40 and figure out how to play defense in this one. So, but give me the Patriots at home uh, over the Lions. New Orleans and Seattle. <laughs> the NFL just loves to make it interesting for me, don't they? Seattle went on the road last week to Detroit, to Detroit and scored 48 points uh, to beat the Lions. Uh, they also gave up 45. Uh the Saints went over to London and struggled to put footballs into the end zone uh last week and you know 25 is like one touchdown and six field goals if I'm not mistaken I don't think they scored a second touchdown uh last week and it's um you know it's in New Orleans one of the more tougher places to play uh a football game so that's what I'm going to go with here uh give me New Orleans uh, hosting the the saints or excuse me hosting the uh seahawks i'll take the saints on this one um although begrudgingly uh, i I'll, I'll i'll uh i'll take the the saints uh New York hosting New York the jets hosting the dolphins um give me the dolphins <laughs> i don't really need to talk this one out uh you know the jets barely squeak by the Steelers who are struggling. Uh, right now they're they're a promising young team they've got some pieces uh, going you know Zach Wilson will have shaken off the rust from the first game uh, with the Steelers he'll you know be a little bit more in tune uh, with his players but um, you know um, I, I think I read somewhere that the Jets haven't won a divisional game in, in their last 12 tries uh, which is two full seasons for anyone keeping score at home and uh, and everything, but um, you know Miami, I, coming off the coming off the loss, they've had ten days rest to get ready. Uh, whether it's Bridgewater or Tua, and I think it's Bridgewater that's going to be starting at quarterback uh, for them. I, I just like more what Miami is bringing to the table. I think that the defense is looking to avenge uh, giving up twenty seven points to the uh, Bengals on that Thursday night game. Uh, and and write that up uh, as well. So uh, I'll take the Dolphins over the Jets on the road uh, in this uh, AFC East divisional matchup. Speaking of divisional matchups, we got Tampa Bay, the Bucs hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons uh, have been a surprising team. Uh, They've they've, kind of defied the odds and expectations at this point. I... I don't think I had them, you know, I think maybe I had them 0 and four at this point, like if I was looking at the schedule uh, when it came out uh, and everything, I didn't really like them in any uh, of their matchups, and uh, you know, they fell just short uh, against the, um, I the Saints, uh, week one, uh, week two, they, they, they nearly come back against the Rams on the road. They figure out how to eke a win uh, against Seattle. Uh, week number three, uh, after staying out there on the West Coast instead of coming back and and doing that long trip again, and then their return home last week against the Browns, they they basically hang on for a win, twenty three to twenty uh, against them. I was like looking at the schedule, I don't think I had them winning a game for at least the first seven or eight weeks. Like I think maybe the home game for the Panthers would have been their first shot. Looking at their schedule they got the bucks this week the niners next week and then they're at cincinnati the week after that before coming home for the panthers like that was really like looking at the schedule where i would give them a chance to win a game because based on the roster that they've got right now they're in kind of rebuild mode uh and everything i didn't just just didn't like the way the schedule fell uh for them but instead they started zero and two and now they're two and oh uh and and by by rights they could be four and oh if they could have finished that comeback with the uh, against the Rams, if they could have held on because they had a big lead in the fourth quarter against the Saints, uh, week one. But instead, you know, they choked away those first two uh, games and held on to win the last two. So, you know, they're kind of a surprise two and two team right now. Tampa Bay, coming off that loss to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, uh, they've lost two in a row now. Uh, losing the Tampa or Green Bay uh, a week ago, and then the, the Chiefs this past Sunday, and I'm wondering, you know, if they'll be able to get it figured out because the first three weeks the defense was lights out and the offense was doing just enough. Um, you know, they came up just short on the two point try against the Packers to try to send it to overtime. You know, but the offense was overall letting the defense down, the defensive effort that was being put out there was not being returned by the offense. Well, last year, or last year, last week, all of their offensive weapons came back. Mike Evans was out due to suspension. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones were out due to injury against the Packers. They all returned last week for the Chiefs, and the result was 31 points put on the board. The problem was, for the first time all season, the Bucks defense took a night off and gave up 41 to the Chiefs. So uh, is the Bucks defense going to you know be reborn and and return to their previous 3 week form uh, that they had against you know Green Bay, Dallas and uh, New Orleans uh to have that unbelievable start that they had or will it uh you know stay lax and and, and allow Atlanta to keep itself in the uh, in the football game because it seems like the biggest issue or the biggest reason that the Falcons are two and two right now is that the last 2 weeks the and the Seahawks and the Browns just allowed the Falcons to keep hanging around, and then eventually fou- Atlanta just finally took it from them. I mean, the last two games finished out the same way. They, um, you know, were hanging on, we're hanging on, we're hanging on. They take the lead late, and then the their opponent comes back with their last final drive, and they were they intercept uh, the ball. That happened in Seattle. It happened again last week against the uh, Browns. The game ended. When they made an interception to to put to stomp out their opponent's final pit. so um, I know I'm kind of talking this up like it's some kind of big time matchup and everything. Logic dictates that you know the the defense is more likely to back to um, you know to wake up and and shut the Falcons down than it is that the you know Buccaneers offense is going to repeal uh, itself. I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers. Uh, to win this football game, but it's uh, a little bit more of an interesting matchup than, it would, uh, than you would think it would, you know, if you dig deep into what the Falcons have done the first four weeks, the effort that they've given to be in the spot that they're in um, versus, uh, you know, Tampa Bay finally figuring out their offense last week, but their defense takes a week off. I don't think that's likely to happen again, not with the talent and the people they have running the program uh, and what have you. So give me Tampa Bay. Uh, at home Tennessee at Washington uh, the commanders uh, are a bona fide mess uh, right now um, and I think that's what's more what the most disappointing thing is is that in their division the NFC East which is virtually wide open every single year because every t- every year somebody else figures out how to win uh, that division uh, in a year where the where the Cowboys lose Dak Prescott early um in a season where you know the 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 philadelphia eagles are, are are kind of resurging the giants are three and one out of the gate uh and everything the washington right now is easily the worst team uh in that division with no real prospect of being able to turn things around now i know they're playing the bears next thursday so that could be greatly helpful as it has been for many teams over the years but um you know, they're hosting the Titans this week, and, and the Titans have struggled early out of the gate uh, as well. You know, those two losses, uh, you know, that, that that disappointing home loss to the Giants week one. They should have won that game. Uh, they had a chance to, but the 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 game-winning field goal attempt was wide right. Uh, they got decimated by the Bills on Monday Night Football week number two. They just barely squeaked out a win last week or two weeks ago against the Raiders uh, at home, and then last week they get out to this big lead over the the Colts, and have to hang on for dear life at the end uh, to uh, to hang on uh, to that victory. And so they're 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 two and two right now. They've rebounded from an zero and two start. They're two and two. They're back to zero, uh, if you will. And this is what I would consider for them to be a get back game. This would be a good game against a bad team to be able to write the ship and build some confidence because they've got a rematch with the Colts next week uh, at home. So even though they won the first time, uh, I'm sure the Colts feel like they can, like they probably should uh, have won that game or could have done more to put themselves in a better position against the Titans and looking to right the ship in the, uh, in the rematch, especially they'll be coming off of a 10 day break, having already played uh, tonight in the Thursday night game. So, Um, This is an important game. The Titans have to have this one. When you are a team like the Titans and you're expected to be a division contender, you're supposed to be a good football team, these are one of those low-hanging fruit games you got to have. You're supposed to win, so you got to go out there and do everything necessary to make it possible. And uh, I think the Titans can and will do that, uh, even though they got to go on the road to Washington uh, to do it. Uh, I still like them uh, in this uh, ballgame. Give me the Titans uh, over the Commanders uh, on Sunday. And final 12 o'clock game for the week, Houston at Jacksonville. Uh, Here are those pesky Jaguars again. They get out to that fast start last week against the Eagles on the road, the return of Doug Peterson uh, and everything. They... They get shut out in the second quarter, 20 to nothing, and, and basically never really look back. They lose the ballgame 29-21 uh, to the Eagles. Uh, Trevor Lawrence fumbled the ball four times uh, in that game, so there's a big reason why you end up losing that ballgame right there, shooting yourselves in the foot constantly uh, like that. Houston still looking for its uh, first win. They you know They had the tie week one uh with the Colts they they lost uh, you know on the road to the Broncos and then the Bears week number 3 and then last week they come back home uh to lose to the Chargers and uh you know they they they've one thing I will admit for them is like the like the Lions they're not an easy out. They are a tough uh, they're a tough out for sure. That speaks highly to Lovey and and uh, you know the, the the effort that he's getting out of his uh players even though he has a very untalented uh roster for the most part he's got some players here and there but kind of like the bears there's a lot of holes uh in this uh in this roster um you know the tie with the colts uh the you know 16 to 9 is the the losing score against the broncos we all know the bears won the game literally on the final play uh kicking the game winning field goal and then the chargers had a big lead uh on the uh on the on the Texans. And it was twenty-seven to seven. I, I think it was twenty seven to seven at halftime. They got it all the way to twenty seven twenty four before Eckler scored that final touchdown to you know to uh solidify the uh the winning margin there at thirty four uh twenty four. So the Jaguars need to be careful with this one. This is this is cause this isn't a team that's going to die easy, uh is is what I'm saying. So Jacksonville can't afford a four turnover performance from from uh, from Trevor Lawrence. It, it can't afford these these lapses where you come out of the gate, you know, solid in the. Because look what happened in the, and what and what almost happened in the Bears game. The Bears were up ten nothing. Next thing you know, we're losing uh, to the Texans, and you know they can't afford those lapses and allow themselves to get behind and to give a bad team confidence can be extremely dangerous. You see it happen in the NFL all the time that one team that has no business winning a particular matchup but because some good things happened early they got onto an early lead uh you know that confidence propelled them to be able to maintain and and, and in some cases dominate uh, a matchup the jacksonville jaguars need to be uh very careful here let me take a look at their upcoming schedule yeah they got the texans and then they're at the colts uh after that so you know they get the rematch with the uh with the colts i guess the titans have a bye week coming up maybe i need to check this those because the colts next game or the titans next game after this is also the colts so there must be a bye week uh for the for the titans because the yeah the, the sunday is the ninth and the 16th is the colts game for the jaguars so i guess the titans are on a bye i didn't notice that but you know, nonetheless, they have a rematch with the Colts coming up. They're home for the Giants and the Bronc. They're home for three straight after that. The Giants, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Um, after that, and with the way the Jags have been playing, those are winnable games for Jacksonville if they play like they did the first three weeks of the season, as opposed to last week, which was turnover, turnover city, uh, for them. I like the Jaguars uh, to win this one. I'm going to pick them over the Texans, but this is a um, this is a dangerous one for Jacksonville. Like I said, they, they can't afford to have these lapses where they take a quarter off here and there, allow the Texans to hang around like they have in virtually every game this year because eventually they will figure out how to finish a game and steal one uh, from somebody. And you don't want to be the team that that happens to. So Jacksonville needs to come out uh, and be consistent, and I think they can come away with the win against the uh, Texans here, which would put them at 3-2 uh, and two if they pull this off. On Sunday so now we're into the afternoon games there's only three of them uh, this week 49ers at Carolina yeah it's a late game so it's not the same as uh, making a west coast team play what would essentially be a 10 a.m. kickoff uh, for them Uh, you know the Carolina is not playing good football right now uh Matt Rule decided that, you know, despite his struggles, Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter for at least one more week uh at quarterback. The 49ers coming off that big Monday night win uh over the uh Rams where they just they just seem to have the Rams number, especially during the regular season uh and whatnot. So it was like I like the Forty ers all day uh in this one. So give me uh give me the forty ers over the Panthers. Uh, in Carolina on Sunday. Dallas at Los Angeles this week. <sighs> this one is uh, a little bit tougher to call because Cooper Rush is still the starting quarterback and all he's done since being quarterback, I mean, he's not statistically impressive, but uh, the one in possessive, uh, per impressive stat that he possesses right now is that he's 3-0 and as the starter for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, playing against a, a team that is, uh, you know, 2-2 two and two has been, you know, pretty inconsistent uh, back and forth and is also susceptible to a pretty decent pass rush, which they uh, gave up seven sacks this week against the 49ers uh, on Monday night. And the Cowboys have a pretty decent pass rush despite all things. Micah Parsons, uh, Lawrence, and, and, and all the rest of those guys on the defensive side know how to get after uh, the quarterback, and if the the Rams haven't figured out how to repair uh, their their uh, you know busted up offensive uh, line, because I think they're playing with their third string center and a couple of second stringers uh, as well outside of that, um, if they haven't figured out how to how to help those guys out or or help Matt Stafford you know, getting out the ball getting the ball out quicker uh, or something like that, could be a long uh, afternoon uh, for the uh, for the defending world champions, and so. Um, I like the Cowboys, but, uh, you know, give me the Rams in this one. And if, if I was doing like confidence points, this would definitely be on the, in the, in the one, two, three, uh, area, as far as like how confident I am in the Rams, uh, winning, this would definitely be down towards the, towards the bottom. It's like, yeah, give me the Rams, but I don't feel good about this. Uh, I don't feel good about this pick. You know, it's like, I won't be surprised if the Cowboys, uh, win and, um, you know, I just, uh, I'll. I'm taking the Rams because they're at home, because they're defending world champs, and because I don't think that uh, Sean McVay, like under Sean McVay, they make a habit out of losing two games in a row. So that's why I'm kind of going with the Rams on this one. But uh, you know, Dallas's strengths are the Rams' weaknesses right now, so it, it wouldn't be surprised to uh, to look up at the uh, scoreboard at the end of the game, at the end of the game and to see that Dallas has come out ahead uh, on this one. But give me the Rams uh, for now. Uh, final afternoon game. Arizona hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, you know Arizona had an ugly start with it. You know the you know just getting shellacked week one, forty four to twenty one by the Chiefs, uh, having to come from behind uh, and beat the Raiders in overtime on the road, uh, being basically completely shut down, uh, or at, at the very least being. I think a better word would be contained because statistically the Cardinals did very well on offense. The only part is they didn't finish they, the same, same score as the bears giants this past Sunday, 20 to 12. They couldn't find their way into the end zone, had to settle for uh, four field goals. And, you know, the Rams were able to put two of their uh, drives in the end zone. And that was the difference uh, in the ball game. And then this past week, the um, 16.4th quarter to uh, beat the, Panthers uh, on the road uh, and everything. They're a two and two uh, football team. They're home for the Eagles this Sunday, but I just I like what I've seen too much from the Eagles so far. They also had somewhat of a um, a fall off game last week from the uh, against the uh, Jaguars. They're the NFL's only remaining undefeated team. Uh, right now, so this is setting up perfect for the Cardinals to be the one to to snatch that uh, to snatch that first victory uh, against uh, Philadelphia. But I just I don't think they've got enough in the tank to take the Eagles uh, down right now, and I and I think that the the Eagles aren't likely to to make the same mistakes they did uh, against the Jaguars. Jalen Hurts throwing an early pick six uh, against the Jags. Uh, last week, the the you know the the offense was somewhat uh, anemic uh, against the uh, Jaguars, especially you know early on, or at least not until they got into the, like deep in the second quarter when they finally started scoring their their points and everything. So we'll see how it goes. That what what I what I want to see from Philadelphia more than anything is is consistency consistency throughout the game. Two weeks in a row, they scored the majority of their points. Or two weeks ago against Washington, they scored all their points in the second quarter. So they're not putting together a 60 minute performance uh on offense. They seem to to score their points in spurts and just kind of rely on their defense to maintain the maintain the lead uh and everything. Against a, a team that has potential to be explosive like the the Cardinals can be with Murray in his feet and the various weapons he has at his uh disposal, that's a strategy that can get really dangerous really fast. So um you know, if, if uh, Philly's going to string 30 points together, uh, I think what uh, what I'd like to see and what Philly fans would like to see maybe 10 points in this quarter, seven in this one, seven more here, you know, that kind of thing to, to show that the offense, because that also shows that you're keeping the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. If you're putting together scoring drives in each quarter and things like that, you're spreading out the wealth uh, a little bit as opposed to like, hey, we're just going to go nuts and score 24 points in this quarter. And then hope that's enough because in quarters one, three, and four, we're not going to do a thing. It's going to be a lot of punts and three and outs uh, and everything. So a little bit more consistency uh, throughout a 60-minute ball game for Philly will go a long way in helping them win this game against the Cardinals. I still like them to do it anyway, so give me Philly over Arizona on the road. Uh, Sunday night matchup, a big AFC North matchup. Baltimore hosting the Bengals and – it's which which dam is going to which dam is the water going to break uh, on this one, you know? Um, Cincinnati swept the Bengals, or excuse me, Cincinnati swept the Ravens in impressive fashion uh, last uh, last year. I think one of those games was forty eight to something uh, that time. You know, last season, and uh, the Ravens uh, giving up two disappointing you know losses. Uh, this year, you know the the Dolphins and both of them were at home. They're they're zero two at home, losing come from behind games to Miami and Buffalo. Uh, they've won their two games on the road against the Jets and the Patriots thus far, and now their their arch nemesis, the Bengals, come to town on Sunday night. Uh, off of a ten day break from uh, last week's Thursday night victory over. The Dolphins, so they've already broken one team's perfect season and uh, are looking to keep the Ravens perfect at home, but in the wrong way, sending them to an 0-3 record uh, at home. Um, I don't know if this is naivete or, or, or whatever it is, but I, I want to believe that the Bengals are back. They've finally shaken off uh, the rust. The, the key to this game will be the Bengals' offensive line. They were able to keep Joe Burrow upright for the most part in their victory over the Dolphins which was impressive in its own right um, because the Dolphins have an outstanding uh, defense. Um, Lamar Jackson can't do it by himself and uh, you know it's going to be like remember I was talking about consistent 60 minutes from Philly's offense which would be a better way to ensure victory. Um, We need to see 60 minutes out of that Ravens uh, defense. They've given up two big leads uh, at home. Granted to two very good football teams, the Dolphins and the, uh, and the Bills. But uh, this, is, this is a far more important game. It's a divisional game, and uh, this could have huge implications throughout the season if they lose to Cincinnati again. They need this win. But uh, you know you base, you base it on what you've seen and what, what you need to see. And I haven't seen enough from the Ravens defense. Cincinnati is, is uh, playing more like itself. Uh, Give me the Bengals. Um, Give me the Bengals to take the win uh, over the Ravens on Sunday night. And then finally, Kansas City hosting the Raiders on Monday night football. Interesting uh, matchup. But, you know, the Raiders finally getting their first win of the season last week over the Broncos. Uh, They'd come close uh, a couple of times. You know, the Chargers got to a big lead on them uh, early in week one, and they weren't able to finish the job. They had a victory in hand uh, against uh, Arizona and let it slip away, and then they almost came back to at least send the game to overtime against the Titans that came up short on that two-point play uh, at the end of the uh, ball game, and then they finally figured it out last week against a team that's struggling almost as badly as they are in, in the uh, Broncos. So, you know, they but they're going on the road to Arrowhead, toughest place in the world to play, although they've had some 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 success there uh time to from time to time. Um, you know, Kansas City getting that big win, uh kind of avenging that Super Bowl loss to the uh Bucks uh on Sunday, scoring 41 points against that awesome Tampa Bay uh defense. I like them to keep that momentum going and take it over uh, Vegas uh, this week. Um, but what's dangerous for the Chiefs is that they could get caught with their pants down on this one because they have Buffalo at home next week. So they need to focus this week on beating the Raiders and not worry about Buffalo uh, next week because you know about those, you know, you see it happen all the time in the league where a team, you know, seemingly is more distracted about the next game than they are about the one at hand, and the one at hand goes sideways on them, and uh, you know gets away from him. So, you know, the Chiefs need to stay focused on uh, on this uh, Raider game and and not allow it to be their uh, you know their undoing and, and coming up short. Because if if they screw around and lose this game to to, to Vegas on Sunday, and then they come around. Next week against the Bills, they could be three and three, um, by the time it's all said and done there. So, you know, you want to be careful because this is how seasons get away from you. So, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs on this one. I'll I'll, uh, I'll trust Andy Reid uh, to keep his team focused on the task at hand, versus looking ahead to the rematch uh, with Buffalo uh, and everything, and hoping the Bills can do the same uh, in their matchup uh, this week. Not looking ahead to. Avenging that loss um, against the uh, against the Chiefs in that divisional game one of the one of the best games I think we've ever anyone has ever seen um, and and not let the, the the Steelers slip another one past them um, but go ahead and give me the Chiefs on this one and uh, that's all of them that is all of them so that's going to do it for this week pick Denver they let me down on that one so I'm already zero one for the week again. Give me Green Bay, Buffalo, the Chargers, Vikings, Patriots. Um, Did I pick the Saints or the C? Yeah, I took the Saints. I don't want to, but I'll take the Saints. Uh, The Dolphins, the Bucks, the Titans, the Jags, the Niners, the Rams, Philly, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. Those are my picks. Uh, Let's see how it all shakes out. you know 3 straight weeks uh, 4 straight weeks now i'm starting 0 and 1 and i've been you know uh dancing with the 500 mark um i was you know 8 and 8 then i was uh uh what was it i was 8 and 8 then i was uh i think i was 8 and 8 two weeks in a row i was yeah 8 and 8 two weeks in a row last week 7 and 9 this past week 9 and 7 so i've been kind of dancing and hovering around that 500 mark Let's see if, uh, if this week goes better for me and I can finally get my first double-digit win uh, in the bank, even though the, the Broncos have already put me in a hole. So come back on Tuesday. It's going to be an interesting week uh, next week. Not only will you guys learn how to get your, own, your very own uh, sports talk, Bear's Talk Underground sport, that's my very first podcast I ever did it was called Sports Talk Underground. My buddy and I, we did a general sports show, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Bears Talk Underground. you would be able to get your very own Bears Talk Underground shirt, find out what you need to do in order to get one, uh, and I hope you guys make that thing fly off the shelves. I'm very excited to be able to uh, finally present one uh, to the world. But With the Bears playing on Thursday night, uh, everything's going to be abbreviated. I think the I'm going to do the review episode right after uh, the game on Sunday so the review episode comes out Monday night and um, or comes out Sunday night, actually. You know, probably before most of you guys are eating dinner, you might be able to review uh, the game. It'd be more of a, like a knee-jerk reaction uh, type episode. And um, yeah, I'll figure out how I'm going to uh, handle the rest. You know, probably, probably take Monday off as far as... Uh, no, actually, I would still have to do the review on Monday night, but that wouldn't come out until Tuesday. So anyway, um, when the preview episodes come out, like, I think this one, the NFL show, will still drop on Friday, as it always does. But the preview episode for Bears Washington will probably drop on Wednesday uh, and everything. So just keep your eyes open uh, to, to the episodes. Uh, keep your eyes on the social media, BTU underscore Larry, on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can always join the Facebook group, Bears Talk Underground, on Facebook as well. So... Uh, Come on back on Sunday night, actually, for the uh, Bears-Vikings review episode, and we'll take it from there. And until then, my name is Larry D., and this has been Bears Talk Underground.